Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, is the tide starting to turn in the polls for Joe Biden? Some good news that, of course, you don't hear about on cable. And yeah, we got to talk about impeachment. Do we really, though? Why the Republicans, <laughs> yeah, we do. Why the Republicans might be shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, and that's part of the reason to talk about it. It shouldn't be much of a surprise at all. Alex, where should we get started? All right, well, you asked for it. Let's talk about impeachment. So just to recap, for those who might be a little confused, as I sure was. So the MAGA wing of the GOP, which for what it's worth is all of it now, I mean, they've been hell-bent since really the midterms, well, since Joe Biden took office, about impeaching him. And the weird wrinkle, though, is the government shutdown, which I want you to get into in a minute. But my first thing was, and we'll probably link to this, you saw what John Fetterman said when they asked him in the Senate tunnels about impeachment, uh, where he's like, oh, no, please don't. It was amazing. But like, Joe, this has to be just a huge yeah, gift, Yeah, please right? don't. Please don't yeah. do this to us. Please don't. Yeah. I mean, that was Fetterman. I love it. Fetterman said sometimes you just got to call out their bullshit. And if they're going to threaten, then let's see it. And I, I guess they're going to. <laughs> you know, we're going to see it. It's, you know, look, it's clearly it's all MAGA driven. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene won't vote to fund the government unless they vote to impeach first. You know, Gates with his, you know, threatening McCarthy's job unless he moves impeachment along. This is all either the MAGA caucus, the MAGA crazy caucus demanding without, you know, again, like no evidence, no, no, nothing. <laughs> I mean, they've got nothing. But they're going to do it. Right. So like, so like, why though, before you get into the polling or anything else, but like, why, why are they even trying? I, I just don't get it. Well, look, I, you got a party, 71% or whatever, and most polls say they don't believe Joe Biden's a legitimate president of the United States, that he stole the election, I guess. You know, I mean, they, they, and these are the, you know, in the mega caucus, the reason they've got the majority is because of of those people, people who believe the big lie and believe that uh, Joe Biden isn't legitimate. And therefore, from the beginning, from day one, as you point out, uh, they've been hell bent on impeaching Biden because he's not the legitimate president uh, in there. Yeah. Yeah. The problem they've got is they can't prove uh, that he lost the election and they can't prove the big lie. They've already failed at that. Lawsuits that failed, 61 of them, you know, <laughs> and a whole lot of people who pursued that are now in court, you know, and may, may be getting jail time for it. So, you know, all they've got, they, they've got, that, that's what I'm saying. They literally have nothing. They, they had, you know, Comer's been out there, Jim Jordan, all of them, digging and digging and digging. If they had something. Well, they're even saying they don't have anything. And they're like, we're going to keep digging during no, impeachment, know. right? Like, no, no. And then you have, and then you have like, you know, the, the few moderate Republicans that are left, uh, a lot of them, uh, uh, you know, who've been voting MAGA when they had to because 
uh, you know, they, they've got to worry about their primaries and things like that. But, you know, the 18 of them who are, who are uh, members of the Republican caucus who sit in seats that Joe Biden won their districts and are coming up again, they, they're all out there saying, that, you know, shuffling their feet, looking down at the ground and talking about how we don't really have anything. I'm not sure there's enough evidence to pursue this. I haven't seen any evidence to pursue this, you know, which is, by the way, why McCarthy didn't do a vote, even though he said, one, that he would do a vote, uh, and two, that when Nancy Pelosi didn't do one, how wrong and unconstitutional that was, regardless of the point that Nancy Pelosi actually did hold a vote. But that's, you know, neither here nor there, you, you know. So you've got the Republicans have such a slim majority. 18 of their members are essentially, I mean, this would relegate them to yeah. dead man walking status, whether they vote yes or no, just depending on whether it's a primary or a general. What do they, I mean, like McCarthy has to know that, right? So like. Well, no, but that's why he didn't do a vote. I mean, none of those 18 have voted for an impeachment inquiry. That's the only way he could do it. He couldn't take it to a vote. He didn't have the vote. This is the crazy thing about this. This impeachment. The inquiry is happening despite the fact, and and McCarthy went out there and said, I'm launching this impeachment inquiry, despite the fact that he didn't have the votes in his own party to launch this. In other words, even within the Republican, you know, there, there are not enough votes in the Republican House, as crazy as it is, and it's freaking crazy, my friends, but as crazy it is, they don't have enough. They McCarthy didn't have enough votes to do a vote to to for an inquiry, so he just had to do it. And the reason he had to do it was because Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and a bunch of the MAGA uh, majority of the caucus said, "Hey, you know, remember us? You took uh, sixteen votes for you to uh, become speaker." We're gonna we're gonna call you. You know, Gates a threat. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna I'll call a vote to to throw you out if you don't move an impeachment forward. So there was only one way he could do it, and that was just unilaterally declaring his speaker. Something he said that would, if Pelosi did would be on you know would be wrong. It said you know go look at the speech that he did. It's all bullshit. All of it. That's why Fetterman's quote is so good. You got to call it out. But now uh, they're going to have an inquiry at some point. Yes, if they assume at some point that to actually go to an actual impeachment, they'll have to hold a vote to do that. But he doesn't have the votes today. What's what the question is? Okay, let's say they 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 don't have any evidence. There's no reason to bring it. You're still going to have Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're still going to have Gates and these people threatening. Either you hold a vote for impeachment or we're going to take you out. And this just shows not just calling their bullshit out, but the chicken shit nature of McCarthy and how real truly weak he is. If he was going to be bold and strong, it should have been now when he knew he didn't have the evidence, he knew he didn't have the votes, and he just should have said no, we're not going to do this. But nope, nope, not weak need, not weak need McCarthy. You know, now, now he's out there doing like no, no, he's going to bring it, man. <laughs> now he's going to look tough and he's going to bring it. Well, okay, bring it, dude. Bring yeah. it. This is so, and it's so colossally stupid because look, 
every time anybody's done this, it hasn't worked out. Even when, it, even if you look at the the two Trump imp impeachments uh, from coming from the Democratic side, people don't like this stuff. Even when it's like you know, there's a real reason. People don't like it. I and mean, you go back to Clinton, it backfired then. Um, I just think, uh, you know, you look at the polling on this, you know, two thirds of voters say impeachment shouldn't happen without evidence. And right now there's none. Uh, the GOP talking heads keep saying this impeachment is about finding the evidence, <laughs> which seems to be, you know, kind of falling flat. It's like, no shit, dudes. So then you go, okay, but in the 18... Biden won districts with Republican-held seats, you know, 56% of them say it's a partisan stunt, and only 41% say it's serious. So 56 also say it's about damaging Biden and helping Trump. Well, that damaging Biden and helping Trump in districts that Biden won is not necessarily going to go over really well, um, particularly if they think it's a partisan stunt. So um, I just think yeah, I you know you get to this, and I I think you know what Greg Greg Sargent calls it the you know the MAGA doom loop, right? I mean it's just it's so circular and it's so crazy. But you know like and by the way, I think that's really important about you know people go why are the why is Biden going up with ads right now? Why are they spending twenty five million dollars? You know like it's a what like one like twenty five million is a lot of money, which it's not. Uh, these candidates are going to spend and parties will spend year, yeah. a few a couple couple billion each. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be two, three, four billion in this election. Twenty five million is nothing, but you know, it goes back to what you and I were saying all last cycle. They keep doing the crazy, we keep doing the work. So now, while they're in their crazy doom loop, pulling partisan stunts, um, trying to obviously just damage Biden uh, to help Trump. And they're having their crazy inner scene, you know, fight because you got some members saying we don't have the proof to do any of this. There's no evidence. You have others demanding that we take them out. Now, that's all playing out right now at the same time. So while they're doing the crazy, and by the way, again, showing how dangerous the crazy is, which is, I think, a, a new element to all this, you know, the Biden uh, campaign, I think, is smart to right now be juxtaposing that. And showing that contrast, here's what Joe Biden's done. Here's what he's accomplished. Here's the bipartisan. Here's how jobs have created all, all the, the messaging. While what you're seeing is the, the on the other side isn't anything about policy. It's all a theater of this, of this political stunt that is, I just, I think, falling flat and it's going to backfire like, you know, as it should, by the way. You know, so we'll see. Uh, but, you know, I think Greg Sargent did did say by embracing Trump's efforts to nullify his loss, they are only reminding voters that democracy is once again in peril, including whether their own votes will be counted next time. But this isn't just impeachment. It's the it's the shutdown that these guys are doing. I mean, this is this is like how does this all fit in? This is what I I mean, I, I don't they're showing. Get. They're willing to drive the government off cliff. They they want to wreck the government. That's you know. And, and by the way, they they want you know they they want the economy to fail. I mean, all because they know that that'll cost Biden. I mean, they, they they're in the position now of making up stuff, which they've always done. 
but making up up stuff against Biden, you know, holding phony hearings now that'll be crazy. And at the same time, this is the whole point. Instead of, it gets back to my point about the ads that Biden's running. So while they're threatening to shut down the government and threatening their own speaker, we will shut it down if you don't impeach this guy. I mean, that's the threat that they're showing. Biden is, it, yeah, he's going to, uh, he's working to keep the government open. And the ads that he's running are talking about what he's done. And, and he's going to continue to do the work. If they further compound this stupid impeachment stuff with shutting down the government on top of it, that's another thing that's never worked for anybody. So you're trying to do two things that have never worked for, <laughs> for, for either party when it's been done. Uh, and have backfired big time uh, when anybody pulled either one of them. And, you, you know, in terms of like, you know, you know, what the ending result in, in, you know, in, in elections were and things like that and approval ratings and support, it's all downhill for this party. And that's why I think uh, Greg Sargent's right when he calls it the MAGA doom loop. Support for that trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I'm struggling with this because, like, take Matt Gates for example, and again, trying to understand what he's trying to do or his motivation is it's a huge mistake. Oh, that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake. That's a mistake. Yeah, trying to but understand. But it's that. almost like he doesn't want the majority. Like, they don't actually want the majority, right? They they would almost prefer to be in the position of just trying to break stuff and throw tantrums. I mean, his his this is great. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to govern, man. Right. They just well, don't want to govern. His that's condition for going along with all this and bringing his MAGA people along with him was just shut down the government for 24 hours. And I was like, in what world is that a winning issue for, I mean, they clearly don't care about their colleagues that are going to get their asses kicked no, if they, they do this. No, they just want, that's it. It's all, this is all political stunt and that proves it. You know, let's shut it down for 24 hours so we can say it did, we did it. So we can go back to our, you know, our mag. Yeah, but then the we can cult. say they did it. That's what he's missing, right. right? No, but I mean, he just wants to ba basically be able to go back to the base and say, you know, we shut down the government, damn it. You know, we, and then let, let the adults like fixed it the next day, right? It, you know, it, it's, uh, which of course they'll say it was elites and, and probably the deep state, you know, found a way, <laughs> found a way to keep the government going despite their courageous efforts to shut it down damn it it's just uh it's just insane and you know that i mean again this just shows what the party's become you know it is you know gates is in his own ethics mess right now you know he and mccarthy don't you know 
don't see eye to eye. And here's, he's just, you know, it's, it's all about what gets his name in the paper, what gets his attention, you know, what gets cable covering him. And that's all any of that's all Marjorie Taylor Greene is all of it. And, and by the way, you know, raking in the dough, I'm sure he's raising money right now, like crazy shows probably Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah, with we're impeaching Biden, send me money. But that's all it's about. It's about that. It's about that uh, literally performance politics. And that's all it is. And that's and, and instead of and that's why you're right. There's there's no interest in governing. There's no interest in actually finding middle ground on a budget deal or anything. And there shouldn't be one. It should just be a clean bill. But I'm just saying they 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 wouldn't even if you came to them and said, hey, hey, what about this deal we could we could do and and, and keep the government uh, open? They that's not they want they want the drama of the government shutdown. They want the chaos of it. That's what the parties become. It's almost like how much chaos can we create? And by the way, that's what I've been saying the entire time. For the is it's that contrast that will win Biden and Democrats the election in 2024. It's what won it in 2020. It's what stopped the red wave despite horrid economic conditions in 2022 that should have been produced a red wave. It was that contrast, the chaos, the crazy versus getting the job so done, which was what Biden's been before doing. Before we get into that, what is the best case for Democrats? Or like, okay, so how far along does this impeachment thing need to go for it to be a net positive for Democrats? Like, is it is it now when they're talking about it? Do they need a shutdown? Like, what if you're if you're making a wish list as a Democratic strategist, what do you think the ideal outcomes on all this are? Like, at, at what point in each of these things? Do we want to shut down? How far in impeachment do you want to go? Unfortunately, all the things that would be great for the for the for Democrats would be bad for the country. You know, yeah, shut it down, damn it. But you know, it's Fetterman. <laughs> okay, call your bluff. Uh, you're gonna you know you're gonna impeach. You know, do it, dude. You're gonna you're gonna shut down the government. Do it. Well, yeah, except there's gonna be a whole lot of people uh, who get hurt by a shutdown for sure. Instead of doing what we need on a, a whole host of, of issues out there. They'll be putting on a circus and hearings uh, and inquiries instead of like, you know, you know, the, the, and by the way, at the same time, obstructing, you know, again, you know, like voting against things like, you know, I'm talking in the future now, but in the past, voting against Medicare negotiation, being able to negotiate, you know, the cost of drugs. And there will be, they'll be, indicting him, or I mean impeaching him, or holding the inquiry, uh, screaming every day that prices are going up, interest rates are too high, gas prices, gas prices, and not doing a damn thing to lower prices that Biden's, you know, that Biden's gotten passed and, and is doing. So I just think that's, the, you know, so, so yeah, would both those things, I think both of them are, you know, put the mega crowd into a doom loop, and I think are good for Biden. But I think the better it is for Democrats that, that they do crazy damage, the worse it is for the country. And, and by the way, that, you know, they, you do the shutdown and these idiots sit on that too long. And yeah, it could, it could really impact the economy, which, by the way, they may want to do. This is my whole point. You, you know, do whatever you can. Throw sand in the gears. Right. 
wind this whole thing down so that you know it, there, there's no way we um, we have a soft landing and avoid a recession, even though that looks exactly like where things are going right now, and and that interest rates continue, uh, you know, will be turning down. No, 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 no. Let's like let's shut it down. Let's let's create chaos. Let's throw sand in the gears, and and then make and then turn around and go. Joe Biden sucks. You know, I mean, that's what they that's what they're they're headed to do. Well, I mean, you look at all that. You know, no wonder Sununu didn't want to run for Senate. And no wonder Mitt Romney quit. Uh, anything, we'll do that in a future episode because I still want to get to the macro here. But anything, and you don't have to read read the quote he sent McConnell, but any, any, anything you saw in Mitt Romney's retirement that you were like, whoa, 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 of course? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that he talked about, you know, called out no labels and said that that would be a, a big mistake and, and would only help Trump. But but the rest of it, you know, I've got to be honest with you. He, I, I mean, I understand it. The guy's going to be in his 80s. Um, most of the men in his family uh, died suddenly of massive heart attacks in their 80s. And I think he's sort of, you know, you can't just because, gosh, it'd be, you know, it, it, for the good of uh, whatever, you know, you should stay one more time. I, I don't blame him because uh, I, I do think it's probably, uh, you know, sort of looking at what, how many years he has left and what he wanted to do with them. But on the other hand, given, you know, what he said about the threat to our democracy, um, how uh, everything is, you, you know, hanging by a thread, it's, it, I'm sorry to see the guy go. And I don't mean that. I mean, first of all, whoever replaces him in Utah is going to be far more conservative than he was and, and far more MAGA uh, than, than Romney, who was not MAGA at all. And so, you know, that's just the reality. Utah is now going to have somebody, if, you, if you're out there and you're a Democrat or an independent and you think, oh, Mitt Romney, uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, well, you, you know, what we're going to get now is more help for Trump right. and more help for the MAGA crowd. And so, you know, part of me, you know, I, I, I you know, few, we're, we're seeing fewer and fewer Mitt Romneys left in the party. Um, as they've purged everybody uh, like him or most like him. And so, yeah, to see one more uh, go, I understand, you know, some people may be celebrating, uh, but I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not one of them because one, I know we're going to get worse. And two, his voice, the the, the voice that uh, was out there. And, and yeah, it got shaky at times. And sometimes I wish he would have said more, but he was one of the few that would say anything. Uh, and so, and, and, you know, to see one more of those uh, kind of Republicans leave uh, the scene uh, is 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 not something I'm particularly happy about. But like I said, you know, he 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 deserves to retire if that's what he wants to do. The thing I remember, it just this is just like the almost like the final break with this like I don't know I don't want to call it normal GOP, but like Joe, we were both involved in the 2012 election, but like that was about like tax policy. And like the economy, yeah. and like figure, like that was what we were arguing about, and that that the last vestige is gone. Yeah, frankly, if this had been a, a race between Romney and Biden, uh, I wouldn't be out there worried about no labels and third parties. If you know, if you know, the way that shook out was uh, Romney won. It wouldn't be what I would want. I, w- I wouldn't want Joe Biden over right. Romney, but at least with Mitt Romney, you'd know that 
democracy was still alive and well and, and, and not under threat, it, which is what I don't think the no labels people right. get. If, if Trump's on that ballot and they do what, there's, what they intend to do and put a third party on there and Cornell West doing that, Green Party, that, you know, and it impacts in a way that takes votes away from Biden, that helps Trump. And we don't have, that's what I meant. So Romney's not around. He's not running. That's not going to happen. It was never going to happen this cycle. What I'm just saying is you're right, that that just tells you that was 2012 and no one was worried about whether democracy was going to continue right. uh, in that race between Romney and Obama. We are in that fight now. And one of the voices uh, that can speak, hopefully to some of the the marginal Republicans that are still left in that party was Romney. And, uh, and I, I'm hoping, you know, hopefully he will, he'll continue to speak out. He's on, he'll be around for the year and a half he has remaining in his, in his term. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens now. Uh, what is he, how does he use that voice? That's what I'm really fascinated and interested in is how does he use that? Uh, now that he's, he, he's, he, he's not beholden to anybody. He's a free man now. And he's announced he's not running. What does he do? The mittens are off. I just came up with that. Yep. I think it's pretty they good. Are. Okay. That works. Let's, let's take a break and zoom out a little bit when we come back. All right, Joe. So all of that is clearly going to be, not the Romney stuff, but the impeachment stuff and the contrast and the crazy. All of that is clearly starting to sink in on, you know, with voters in some pretty key states. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but there is a good national headline about polling for Joe Biden. It is not on CNN.com, which I think you alluded to at the top. But, you know, this new thing, and, and I really encourage everyone to read this, Nate Cohn gets into it. Their poll and some other factors, which I know you want to get into, show that that built-in electoral college advantage that Trump or the Republicans have had historically, no matter what happens in the popular, has started to fade. Joe, what would you find interesting from that? Well, one, you're right. Uh, finally, a good headline in the New York Times about polling. Uh, but the other side, I, first of all, I want to caution because, you, you know, I've talked about this. No polls 14 months out, really, it, particularly on the head to head numbers, you know, just in, in you know, the horse race are are not worth really talking a lot about. What I found uh, really interesting, though, is that Nate Cohen pulls together a lot of what we have been talking about. There are three like overwhelming pieces of data that suggest that Biden's in a better spot than what those you know awful CNN you know Wall Street Journal polls have been saying. First of all, uh, you know he cites the midterms right. the, and democratic that performance is a vote. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, the, you know, so the the biggest thing is that, you know, w Democrats have outperformed in every single 2023 election that's been held. And, and, and uh, the, you know, that what that says is you can ignore, and, and it's the same thing that happened in 2022, by the way, the big red wave was happening and we were talking about ignore Biden's approval rating. It's the contrast and it's the same thing. So when you look at the, you know, the contrast, is what's really driving votes. And in 2023, Democrats have outperformed Joe Biden in, in every race. You know, whatever, if Joe Biden got 53 and Democrats in that race are getting 56, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the actual vote percentages 
exceed what what Biden has gotten in previous in that district well, or that area, uh, and done it. And you know when his approval, you know, it, it, which again we was low, which was, we again we saw in twenty twenty two. He also you know pointed out that um, you know in the battleground states, one of the big problems with looking at these national polls is. It's writ large, you know, so, you know, Biden could be winning California by 20 points, but he, nationwide, he's up by three. Well, that puts you in a hole somewhere because you can't be up 20 points in California without being, you know, the, the average thing, it doesn't work. It's not 53, you know, it's not 46, 47 everywhere. And so what's interesting is, you know, that in the battle, and we saw this, by the way, when I pointed out what we just earlier on the episode. When we're talking about the 18 districts that you know Biden won, where these, where you see these, the difference in those districts with the rest of the country in terms of how you know how they might view the impeachment or Biden, et cetera. Well, in these, in these latest New York Times Siena poll of battleground states, Biden's up in the battlegrounds. Remember, these are supposed to be where it's tighter, <laughs> right? Where it's close. Biden's up 47 to 43. But the same poll is showing only a two-point race overall nationally. nationally. Right. So Including right, which means that he's he's actually doing better in the Michigans, Wisconsin's, Pennsylvania's, um, North Carolina, Nevada, uh, Arizona, uh, than he is nationally. So, and, and, and the point there is it's not so much, okay, yeah, it's one poll, it's head to head, it's all the stuff we choose to ignore. But comparing that within itself, you start to see, okay. Right. He's actually doing better in the places he needs to do better. And so another point of just throwing out those big national crazy numbers. Yeah, but it's also it's that's what I mean. So then you look under the hood and you look at what's really going on. And it turns out, you know, look, people have been talking about how how the demographics have been changing and things. But it's, the interesting thing is that Biden has actually declined in places like California, where the, the race with Trump is closer with minority voters. Uh, in other words, you know, the, Trump has been able to make some strides with Hispanics. We know that. Um, and others. Not, not a lot. We're talking a few points, a few points. But that, that, that is make, meaning, for, for instance, I think uh, it showed that uh, Biden had, I think, had been ahead in California in 2020 by like 27 vote points. I mean, uh, in polls now it's 17 points. Okay. So what's happening in places like New York, California, uh, these more where you can spot that shift a little bit. Trump is, is, you know, not competitive, obviously going from, he's going to lose California by 17, not 27, but that's showing up in his number when he's at 46. What's not showing up, so now you think about the other way, what's really going on is Biden is doing better with white working folks. And where are they? They're in these swing states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan. And there's less diversity in those states. So it's, it's counterintuitive, completely counterintuitive. But what's happening and what we're seeing, that's what I mean, when you look at, don't, don't look at the head-to-head national level numbers. And, and, and even when you're, so what, what, I, what struck me about what Nate Cohen and others have, have started looking at 
is when you look underneath it all and start to realize what's really happening and why Biden is showing up stronger in the battlegrounds and why he's a little less overall. The little less overall is fundamentally in ha place, is happening in places that Biden is going to win, like New York and, and California. The, the, the places where Biden is growing with white working class voters is happening, it, I mean, where, where they are, which is fundamentally going to be uh, places like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. And, you know, maybe the, the states, interesting where that could come down to. I mean, it could be places like Nevada uh, in Arizona. Um, I mean, are the two, are those two shifts happening? I mean, in other words, where they could literally be the debt, the places where we're looking at, you know, somebody only wins by 12,000 votes or so because of these two different dynamics that are happening. And of course, that none of this counts 14 months from now where the economy is, which is why I keep cautioning, don't, don't, you know, don't put too much into this, where the economy is, how much of these trials, the impeachment thing, evidence that comes out in some of these cases, uh, Trump you know, uh, saying crazy stuff and doing crazy stuff, not to mention shutdowns and, and other things that come out of the MAGA caucus. Uh, and hey, look, there's always uh, the, the, the possibility that something will happen uh, good or bad on our side. But I'm just saying, so all this, but right now when you look at it, it makes all the sense in the world. And so, uh, and I, I, you know, there are other things that, uh, Cohen pointed out, you know, again, looking at, at state polls, the popular vote is actually happening. And like I, I just said, I wanted to point this out in, in places like California, New York, it, you, you were seeing this. In other words, it's not just their battleground poll. When you actually right. look at California polls, look at New York polls, um, if you look at, you know, at these other states where there has been polling, you see that individually those polls are showing the same kind of thing so far. And I think all that's great for Biden today. But again, it can all, you know, uh, we all still got to go keep doing the work and hope they keep doing the Well, we don't have to hope about them doing the crazy. They're going to do plenty of that. Joe, that is a very good place for us to end today. We're just about out of time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is part of Resolute Square. Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash Trippy. Please subscribe to That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to ThatTrippyShow at gmail.com or leave us a question in the review on iTunes. And yes, we will get to some questions next time. Yeah, we won't now. always ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week.